Welcome to episode 12 of the Making a Mark Wrestling Podcast. We have been a bit away for a bit. We had a little hiatus due to real life circumstances, but we are back. And with the return of the podcast, we have moved from men's single matches to women's matches. And this won't necessarily be just women's singles. We'll try to keep it to women's singles, but, you know, not exclusively. Um, and a great example of how it won't exclusively be women's singles <laughs> matches is the first match we watch, which is the world's cutest tag team, which is Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae. Is that what they're actually called, the or is that a subjective? Yes, no, that is oh my actually God. tag team name. The world's cutest tag team, which is great. Uh, world's cutest tag team, which is Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan against the Young Bucks at Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. I don't know what event this was in, but it happened back in 2014, so it's a bit of an older match at the moment. Okay. But it is sort of one of the most infamous women's so matches. So this of all is time. before all the stuff with like the Young Bucks and Kenny in New Japan that we watched. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's before that. Um, but the Young Bucks at this point were part of the Bullet Club, hence yeah. the hashtag Bullet Club. I was going to say, <laughs> I could clearly see it. <laughs> hashtag Bullet Club. Um,. So, let's start off with the usual star rating and overall thoughts on the match. Oh boy, I feel like you're going to hate me this episode, but I hated almost every second of that. Like, there were a few standout moments, and I really liked Candice, and I was like, I really want to like this, because we're watching women's wrestling, but oh man, I was so angry by the end of that. Like, that gets a half a star. I was so mad. See, you say I'm going to hate you, but I am not surprised at all. <laughs> because although like I love this match, I knew going into it you'd hate it because it's like everything you dislike in wrestling, like fighting among the crowds, almost weapons, everything. There was no random bears. people getting involved from the outside, so that's why that's one of the reasons it still got half a star. That and just cuz Candice was pretty great. So I didn't want to give it zero cuz I was like she needs something, but it's just I can't. I couldn't do it. I mean, first of all, the the diff- I guess it's a difference in tone from, you know, this, which is clearly much smaller scale, a bit more, like, intimate, less production value compared to, you know, like, New Japan and WWE and other things and, like, the uh, Mexican, like, lucha stuff. So, it, but it just felt like... It it felt like I w- this would not be out of place at a drunk drunken frat party. This whole thing. I mean, there was ch- broken chairs, garbage cans, gummy bears, and like shit littering the floor of the arena. It looked like the aftermath of a party. The commentators half the time sounded like frat boys and very unprofessional. And just some of the like moves and the like cheap shots and the like dirtier below the belt like antics and this matter literally is like this could just be a fight over a girl at a party and then the girl's getting involved like, this is uh, interesting <laughs> note about the commentators for you um one of the commentators who basically the way the way they do it at pwg is they have one regular commentator called excalibur mm-hmm. who is generally considered sort of one of the best announcers in the world today and at pwg He's very, like, jokey and jovial because that's sort of PWG's, like, whole atmosphere. is very light-hearted and loosey-goosey. And they don't have any, like, restrictions on anything. You know what I mean? Well, clearly. Uh, 
But he can do serious commentary, and he's done like serious commentary for New Japan before, and he recently signed with AEW to be their like main commentator. Okay. And he did commentary for Double or Nothing, which was a hundred percent serious commentary, and yeah. all the praise of the commentary they had that night was basically all directed at how good a job he did. So he can do serious commentary when he wants to. It's just that's not PWG's thing. And then the other commentator, because the way they work is they have one main commentator, Excalibur, and then they get guest commentators on. The other commentator was Kevin Owens. That name means nothing he to me. Is, he is a WWE wrestler now. Oh, well, that's kind he of He wrestles on their main roster, but well, he's clearly he is doing PWG I, commentary. I'm assuming he is a much better wrestler than he is a commentator, and he's much more cut out for that, so good for him. If he was the one with like the high pitched shrieks and the oh she's she's dead they killed yeah, her that, she's that dead like most most of the high pitched stuff was a uh, Excalibur oh really because he gets very excited I thought his woman I was like I did not realize his voice could go that high it was it sounded like me back in the day watching like a Vampire Diaries or The Good Wife there were some pretty shrill shrieks one of the main things that Excalibur gets praise for when he, when he commentates is. He knows fucking everything. He knows every move's proper name. He knows every wrestler like the fucking back of his hand. He knows their entire histories, who's friends with who, like all the matches they've ever been a part of. Like he's just like a wrestling encyclopedia. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. And then other thing that really turned me off, we'll say, about this match. And again, it could be me blowing it out of proportion. I will say that. Or me like just being more sensitive to it as a very, very fringe casual wrestling viewer as well as a woman. But I just felt like there is so much, like, it, this is still, like, a far cry from, as you said, like, the, like, bra and panties matches right back in the day. But I feel like when, like, there's a wrestler with a face full of blood because she's just been kicked with a shoe of thumbtacks okay to the face like whereas a guy male wrestlers like we see them being remotely injured like even new japan and like there's a hold the refs go over to them like are you okay it's okay to keep going and people are casually laughing and making jokes like oh i killed her she's dead and like no one seems to give a shit in fairness the, the referee did go as soon as she took the bump on the outside which is where she initially cut open the ref went straight out and checked on her Eh, it was hidden to the camera, so it was hard to tell. But also, like I said, the jokes about it too. Like the the, the I guess cause it's a tag team. The match can keep going because there's other people to wrestle. I was like, usually uh, there's a fairness, bit of an obvious of the, like hold a lot to of the, the match. whole like she's dead, she's dead, and stuff like that is like say it's PWG's atmosphere because to do that. Like, but like no one ever said that about Joey when he's like past borderline, well, pretending to be passed out and well, like down they, for the count forever. And even the crowd starts chanting, "You killed Candice," but no one's ever chanting. I've never heard you killed or like uh, anything about like murder or i've never heard anything we've watched um, about a well, male there is there is like they did say, there was a line of commentary where it says um it looks like the young books are going to retain because candace is dead and joe is about to be um and also there are other moments where the crowd proper gets but they didn't do it in this match but i've seen a lot of candace matches in pwg and the thing is this was her breakout match this match made her a star and every appearance she had after this, the crowd would chant, Candice gonna kill you. Candice gonna kill you. 
Like, the crowd proper. After this match, they fucking loved Candice. She became, like, a PWG mainstay, and the crowd was I fucking hope on her so. side 100%. Gets a face full of blood, the least you can yeah, do. Yeah, because there's, there's this saying in wrestling where sometimes wrestlers will have matches where people say they leave their, like, heart, body, and soul in the ring. That's what Candice did here. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like she was like, literally shaking at the end, like, as the ref, like... She can't even stand up to, like, have her belt and the ref's just, like, cradling yeah, like, her. <laughs> but there are, like, um, there's an example of a match from um, Double or Nothing that happened really recently, which was Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And in that match, Dustin got thrown into an exposed turnbuckle, like, they didn't have the padding on. Mm-hmm. And he cut right open and blood was literally pouring from his head, like, it was coming out like a fountain. Well, yeah, because I'm sure, um, like, with elevated heart rate, and that's, like, you know, any any yeah. face or head wound already bleeds a lot, let alone if your heart's yeah. pumping from being, working out, basically. So, like, with her bleeding that bad, it's, like, the thing about bleeding wrestling like that, it's never unintentional. People never really get broken open the hard way. They always, like, you know, fucking, like, blade and shit. Um, so it's choice whether it happens. That's why sometimes you'll see people take crazy bumps and not bleed, and then other times you'll see people take, like, But that's the thing that bugs me about it, because I was making notes. It's like, obviously, I'm aware, for that much blood and for no one to be batting an eyelash, it was clearly planned, or people would be more concerned for... Because literally, like, a good quarter of her head, her hair, was, like, matted down with blood in most of her face. Like... But it's the fact that it's not so much that I'm, like, sitting here concerned, like, oh, no, what happened? She wasn't prepared for it, but more, like, that still sends to me a really dangerous message. Because even if it's only 0.5% of your fan base that completely buys into that and thinks she just got an unplanned, she had no idea was coming, like, face full of thumbtacks even. But that still, that just seems so dangerous and so violent and the kind of thing that's easy for a dumbass teenager to replicate at home and go and make a bunch of like glue a bunch of thumbtacks to their shoe take it to school and decide to like take it out on the kid that's been pissing them off like everything everything about this match just made me kind of feel like this is the kind of wrestling that my parents who instilled all the wrestling is like a terrible violent sport for those of lower iq it's like this is what they thought it was and if i'd watched this first i would have 100 percent believed them and i never would have watched anything else like counterpoint when i was in school it was the height of the attitude era the most popular wrestling has ever been in the mainstream everyone watched The Rock was huge, Stone Cold Steve Austin was huge, Undertaker was huge, Mm -hmm. everyone watched wrestling. How many stories did you hear of people trying to replicate the fucking... Because the the attitude here was full of insane shit. People been thrown through tables, people, you know, doing thumbtack spots, people getting cut open, people taking unprotected chair shots to the head, left, right and fucking centre. It was almost every match. The and chair how table many stuff. Stories, how many horror stories did you hear of kids like picking up their chair and hitting their friend around the head with it? Well, the chair table stuff, not that's obviously like that's such a wrestling thing. Like I can't even see, but like the thumbtack thing is such an easy, easy thing to do that is so readily accessible. That is more subtle and more the reality stealthy. Is... And it doesn't have to be like a mass thing. I'm not saying I expected to see a mass like headline in the news, but that still could so easily 
So, like, even just one kid doing that to them could completely fuck up. Like, what if that thumb jack hits them in the eye and their eyes permanently damaged and, like, vision's permanently destroyed the rest is, of their life? Like, the reality is kids don't actually, like, copy the stuff. Not just kids, like adults, too. Yeah, but, like, the reality is people just don't, like... There's been so many studies done on, like I always say, violent video games and whether they actually encourage people to go out and be violent, and there's no evidence to suggest that's actually the case. And True, I it, imagine it, is, it does get on men when some people do the video games thing. Like yeah, so, so why is it okay with it. wrestling? You're doing the same thing with wrestling right now. Fair point. Maybe just because I obviously consume, like I play video games all the time, or as I don't watch wrestling, this just still felt. It still just is so disconcerting and made me like viscerally upset to watch someone, even if it's intentional, like and microblading, question. be covered in blood for the sake of entertainment. Like Second I just, oh, I don't like it. Would you have felt the same way if it was if a guy? It was four males in this match. I would have been just as a, I would have been upset by the thumbtacks and the blood and being like, why is no one stopping this? Why is this allowed? Even if it is planned, I probably would be a bit less like angry because there were guys like, and I did admit right from the start that there is probably a lot of bias in this opinion because it's a woman, but it still would have made me mad for sure. Like that, because as you said, like anything with generally like props and shit makes me mad to begin with, like and bringing out and it was one thing it's like i just have a casual bag of thumbtacks but then the the shoe with them was just so much extra over the top unnecessary and just like if we hadn't been watching this for a podcast i would have like turned it off and stopped watching the minute he even brought out the shoe and they said what it was because i just went that's fucking disgusting and the best bit is um you know this as well as you know how wrestling's normally like you you fake everything right you know, yeah. you make it so as possible. Well, they wanted to make that as legit as possible. And so they actually just kicked her full on in the face with a boot covered in thumbtacks, which is exactly. why the blood got so much worse afterwards. Exactly. Because, you know, that's not fucking like how, how is uh, anyone watching that think that's fun and not just feel always, like nauseous uh, or as like. As we always say, wrestlers are inhuman. <laughs> they're fucking robots who do dumb shit. Well, yeah, time. but there's still a line where it's like they're inhuman and it's fun and it's a joke or it's it's impressive because, you know, they're doing these physical things. It's the same as why, like, watching people that would do stupid stunts, like, even like watching Chris Angel do the weird shit to his body and, you know, like, for illusions, but still putting his body through a lot. Like, I don't think is okay and it makes it grosses me out and I'm like why there's no need for this they shouldn't have to it shouldn't even be a thought in their head that like I'm gonna go through this like that, that oh so, that shouldn't be needed to catapult your so career it's just... for me so there are companies where this is their whole stick right like CZW is a deathmatch promotion and as the name suggests with deathmatches they do fucked up stupid shit right I can't watch that they have, like, a yearly tournament called the Tournament of Death, which is just tournaments of death matches one after the other. I can't watch it. I hate it, right? Yeah. Because I think there is a fine line. I think occasional rare stuff like that, like this, where it was a one-off incident and it was only one spot in the match that was, you know, really the sort of... that crossed that line, which was the thumbtack boot, right? Mm-hmm. Even the commentators it- said... And they were, like, loving it up till then. Like, that was too much. So that should tell you Yeah, something. the whole commentary, like, shifted in tone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, when that happened. And that's the thing is, it was a one-off incident. 
that made Candice's career. And she has now been signed by WWE. You know what I mean? It still just makes me sad and angry that you need to take a face full of fucking thumbtacks and you need to finish a match covered in blood. And that's, like, to make your career. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Loads of people do it while doing that. You know what I mean? But, like, I feel like... Oh, sorry, that she had to, I guess, was the wording. Occasional rare moments of, like, blood and extreme violence, I think, can really add to sort of like a story or whatever like for example in the dustin cody Rhodes match that happened to double or nothing dustin Rhodes was bleeding all over the place but this was a match where it was like a brother fighting his brother you know like an older guy fighting a younger guy like and it added so much to the story and but like at the same time it actually made it really hard to enjoy the match because he's bleeding so much, you're just genuinely concerned about his well, that's health. That's the thing, too. Like, it's like, you're like uh, her health, and I was like, how could she see? How could she, mm. how is her vision not red right now? Because it's all up in her eyes. Like, so, so like, I, 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 I am the sort of person, like, I'm as hardcore a wrestling fan as you'll find, right? I watch everything, right? <laughs> but even I think there's a fine line between going too far with it. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's accidental. Like, in the Cody Dustin match, there was meant to be blood, but it was not meant to be that bad. He accidentally, like, you know, nicked an artery or something like that when he was blading, right? Yeah. Accidents happened. There wasn't meant to be that much blood. There was meant to be blood, but not that. Like, that was a bloodbath. Um, so, like, does like I always find there's a, a fine line. I think the occasional bit of blood can really heighten feud. Like, for example... Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar, where Brock Lesnar busted Randy open, it really put Brock over as a fucking psychopath murdering machine. Because Randy was already at the top of the fucking card, so watching Brock Lesnar just tear him apart like that, mm-hmm. it made Brock Lesnar seem like a fucking psychopath. So it, it really... Like, if he'd have just beaten him in a normal wrestling match, whatever, we see that all day, every day. You know what I mean? But nowadays in the WWE... You never see blood. So when you saw him, like, Good. bust Randy open, it mattered. You know what I mean? Like, it I it still take issue extra... with any sport that, in, even if it doesn't encourage, because like, it's used sparingly, uh, not usually, but anything that still can intentionally encourage, like, the use of even small, but, like, injury involving, like, blood... I take issue because, like, for example, I I learned about rugby while living in the UK because rugby is not a big thing here in North America, and I really enjoyed it mostly because, unlike a lot of our sports, like, there's no all constant timeouts, halftime, like, stop the clock and just go. But then also, it's a pretty physical sport, and they get very and like with the tackling things, and a lot of times people end up like bleeding or stuff in much like lightly from the things, and it doesn't stop; they just keep going. And I was impressed by how hardcore the sport was, but the bleeding is never an intentional or an encouraged or a mechanic within the sport it's an accident and it's a side effect this is something because it's it's not you know uh it's sports entertainment it's a sport but where we're encouraging or using bleeding and injury as a mechanic and plot device and i think like fake injury as a plot device absolutely because that's how you like tell stories and people getting injured in a like sports story that's key but when you're bringing it that far into reality it's just 
It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I but don't the thing is like the, the, the bleeding is actually super fucking safe. Because they just take a little blade and just give themselves a small cut and it just produces a decent amount of blood. That's more safe than like most of the actual just wrestling moves in the match. Like whenever you hear about wrestlers getting injured in matches, which happens way more often than it ever should, mm-hmm. it's never from like a hardcore what you'd think is a dangerous spot. It's never from a blade gone wrong or anything like that. It's just a regular move like a DDT goes wrong and they land too far on their head and break their neck or something like that. You know, it's always just I a normal agree. spot that goes wrong. Like like when Seth Rollins got hurt in WWE, all he took was a power bomb and it like tore his like rotator cuff in his shoulder. And he was out for months. It was literally just a power bomb. Just a power bomb. But the point is anything where you're pushing the human body to its limits and the point of like that point of physical exertion like you can also do routine moves in other sports like a pitcher in baseball could just throw 120 pitches and completely fuck up their rotator cuff or their shoulder or some other muscle in their arm doing something they do every day so yeah i get that's higher risk also a blade is a weapon you're not allowed to bring them like on you in public places for example for reasons and bleeding safe bleeding is an oxymoron to me it's not safe bleeding it's uh contained bleeding is i think the language i would use because blood is meant to stay in your body blood is there to carry oxygen so i also hate the like blood donor commercials like blood it's in you to give like no it's not it's in you to carry oxygen to vital organs and it's in there to stay that's why people need it but it's no i just i take issue with that i not that i think i do think it's one of the safer practices like a lot of things i agree that wrestlers do much more dangerous things than uh, anything involving like bleeding or ways to make themselves bleed doesn't mean I think it's still okay and it doesn't make me it immediately remove any enjoyment that I would have had from that match and from the sport. Just yeah, gone. I think it is an area we'll just have to sort of like agree to because I agree with you that it should never ever be a regular occurrence. Like the attitude like the... was full of it and it was fucking yeah. stupid because it ended up meaning nothing. And like you say, it shouldn't be something that should be sort of encouraged. So if you are going to do it, it should be, it should matter. It should be a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. It should be used so rarely that when it happens, it's monumentous. Yeah. Because like all the best storytelling stuff we've watched so far and things I've liked the best, mm-hmm. that hasn't been a thing. Like no one had to bleed for like uh, Omega Okada. And, like, there was a little bit of blood in, like, Okada Shibata, and that was a big deal. And because it was clear that it wasn't intentional, like, blood, and it was that much more, yeah, like, like dramatic, I just don't think it needs to... It's it's like when people... It's it's gratuitous shock value. It's like killing off a character for no reason than in a TV show just because you want to shock your audience. Yeah. Like, like using the example of Dustin Cody, because it's a match that happened, you know, recently, and it's yeah. a great example, is... That match had blood. But it's the only match out of the two shows AEW have done so far that had any blood in it. Two whole cards full of matches, mm-hmm. and that's the first one that's had blood so far. And it was a big, like, payoff to a, like, massive rivalry between two brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was about as sort of big a feud as you can get. And it mattered. Like, the audience... Men and women were crying at the end of that match. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, it moved people. Mm -hmm. 
and like that sort of like how I feel like that that right there is like yeah I don't like blood but if you use it very very sparingly as a massive deal and use it to sort of heighten a story whatever so be it but if you're just using it in like like say during the attitude era where it was basically every match had blood in it it stops fucking meaning anything and then people why are these people bleeding like or at least if you're pointless. gonna use blood find a way to not do it but then use blood packs find a way to cheekily hide them in someone's costume and then like if someone's wearing like wrist things and then when they go to hit the person the one that's hidden in their wrist they make sure it hits or touches their face and it splatters on their face like i'm also not saying blood like doesn't serve that purpose i'm just saying if we're gonna go for we're gonna actually make our performers bleed like any other sport or any other job that's not okay get fucking yeah but the the thing is get get something blood packs are good in like you know a film or something where it's short term but in a wrestling match it ends up being so obviously fake and that's sort of the problem with it but again well then it goes to i go back to your comment wait what wrestling's faked gasp like why should that matter if most of your audience is smart enough to theory no you're meant to like people are meant to be able to suspend disbelief and if the blood is super obviously fake it just takes them right out of it you know what i mean like you always talk about how you're into a match and then something takes you out of it that's what fake blood would do you know what i mean and like i say bleeding is totally like this is going to sound so Not bad. if you did and it I'm at the end gonna... of the match, so that way there's not time for it to like be rubbed off and notice that no new blood is coming or something like that. There's ways it could be done. It's just people don't want to take the effort to figure out how. Like bleeding is, like as much as bleeding can be safe, is super safe and produces you know real blood. So I don't really have a, a problem with it. Like I say, as long as it's used fucking sparingly. And by sparingly, I mean like once every couple of months if that you know what i mean like it should be used so rare like so so rare it shouldn't be happening every card it shouldn't even be happening every like two cards you know what i mean like it shouldn't it should probably only happen like once a year if that like that's how i feel about blood like i have no problem with people blading to add to a storyline i just it should matter it should be a huge deal and it should be a rare But, occurs. and then it also then there's a difference between uh, even, it's like we agree to disagree or I go, okay, fine, sure, it's a mechanic in the sport, it's a thing. There's a difference between, like, blade, hiding a blade for a small precision cut and a fucking face full of thumbtacks on a shoe at the end of the day. That's very different. Very. That's, that's I, many I, blades. I agree, that's a I lot of blades. I agree with that. And, the, and yeah. There was a great comment once I saw online on Candice's. I think I can't remember what social media it was, but after the match, she posted a, a picture t- to social media saying like, "I won the titles" or something. And someone commented saying like, "Oh, I, I couldn't get into that match because I just didn't find it believable. I think it's way too unrealistic for someone to take a kick with a shoe like that and keep wrestling and win." And she replied, "Well, I think it's believable." He goes, "How so?" She goes, because I did it and posted a picture of herself with, like, all the thumbtack marks on the side of her face, like, super high risk. I was gonna say, because that's the thing, too, it's, that, not only from a just injury standpoint is a douche, but also, I'm like, they need to 
like female wrestlers in particular men too because you know i'm sure the female fans still like to look at like my friend izzy who loves wrestling uh has talked about how godlike attractive she found roman reigns and the things she would love to do with him should he consent but like it's even more important for female wrestlers to kind of you know look attractive because that's part of the package like you're never gonna see a conventionally unattractive female wrestler in this day and age let's be honest so like that could have fucked up her face she could have needed like plastic surgery depending on how deeper if any of them got dragged or what parts of her face they hit if they fucked up her lips her eyes like that could have been like so bad i just i just love that response of like oh i don't think it's believable that a woman could do that and she's like well i think it's believable because i fucking did it you know like i actually took that kick to the face and you know kept wrestling um, one of my favorite comments I ever saw online was someone on Reddit once said, "Oh, Candice is never gonna succeed in WWE Whoa. because she's not good looking enough." God, what hope is there for us regular people? I know, she's yeah, not good right? looking like heaven's sake. It was one of my favorite <laughs> comments, not because I agreed with it or thought it was good, but because of how fucking stupid it was. Like I was. I like, love every time you see those what? comments on some like insanely attractive celebrity, and you're like, "All right, Mister or Mrs. Gonna be single forever because your standards are through the fucking roof." Like it's like it's like that uh, meme where they take a picture of like a clearly attractive woman, and it's like her sleeves are too long. Four out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, or my favorite thing too is like uh, of the people who post those comments. It's like, all right, dare you to post a selfie? Then let's see what the world thinks of you. Like, uh, that, yeah, like I say, one of my favorite comments because it's stupid, you know. But yeah. uh, you know how like well, so it's also one of the benefits of this being an audio podcast and us not like yeah. broadcast this on Twitch or something. Because I'm in my pajamas right now. I haven't brushed my hair. I literally woke up, ate breakfast, and then we did this. So I look like Jesus. So. <laughs> um. But yeah, you know how people always say that well, there's an argument that can be made that women have a higher sort of pain tolerance than men. Mm-hmm. But in wrestling, like traditional wrestling, Western wrestling, you ne- you'd never think that ever because the women's matches are so toned down and controlled and safe yeah. and stuff like that. When we get to showing you Japanese women's wrestling, you will see that in all of its fucking glory oh, because I'm the Japanese excited. women go fucking whole hog. It's not like hardcore matches or anything. Well, yeah, because New Japan was the most like physical of the stuff we seem to have watched so far. At least physical and, and in terms women's of wrestlers. combat. Because like I'd say the lucha level. lucha's most physical in terms of stunts done just from I think like the more acrobatic end, but from the more like actual fighting end, Japan was the most. Yeah, and the Japanese women take that to another fucking level. (laughs) They are like the stiffest people I've ever seen in the world. Like, I'm excited. They fucking go ham. You know what I mean? Like, they're crazy. Yeah. Um. So that's super fun to watch. But like I say, it's not hardcore. It's just like really sort of stiff ring work, like stiff strikes. You know, stiff throws and slams and stuff. And it looks terrifying, and I love it. Yeah. Um. I've um, I have a question also about this match that we just watched. What the fuck is with the gummy bears? Is that a reference to something? Is that like a thing, or was it just literally something random for them to uh, do? It was like a joke because they got out the bag with the thumbtacks in. Yeah. But before he had a chance to empty it, he was like distracted by Candice. He was like hitting her in the corner. Mm-hmm. So just Joey replaced it with a bag of gummy bears instead. So when he tipped out, it was like, wait, what the fuck? 
So it was literally just like oh, a joke Joe, spot. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. I was so confused. It was just was Joey like... trolling the end. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy that. That's a little funny. And also, they, they had uh, a lot of comedy with it. Like the crowd, like he eats one of the yeah. gummy bears and the crowd chants, you sick fuck. You yeah. Sick. <laughs> um, also, you'll laugh. My note right before the thumbtacks when he pulled like, did did he just pour glitter on the floor? I didn't know what the thumbtacks were until it was overtly said the longest time and I was so confused. And in the resolution I was watching in, legit from it, I thought he was pouring out like chunky glitter on the floor for some reason. And I was like, I can get behind this. I there want someone to match. roll in glitter. Oh, wait. There was a match once in WWE. And you know, like we say, like I think stuff like this can be used well if it's used sparingly and as a like big deal. And there was a match once in WWE where it was like the payoff to a big feud between Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And it was like a cage match. They were in a cage, right? Yeah. And at one point, Dean Ambrose pulled out a bunch of thumbtacks and Chris Jericho took like a bump in the thumbtacks. And that was the end of the match. Which, like they say, if you're going to do a spot like that, that should be a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, because it's fucking brutal. And it won the match, so good on them for actually being logical with it. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, you could see, like, Chris Jericho was selling, but it wasn't, like, selling the pain. He was just legit in fucking pain. And you could see them all, like, stuck in his, like, elbow and stuff. And afterwards, he released a video to his, like, Instagram, I think it was, of him backstage having them all taken out of him by a doctor because they were still stuck in him backstage. Mm-hmm. Thumbtacks are fucking insane. Yeah. Wrestlers okay. are not human. Point. <laughs> <laughs> like, example number 76 of why wrestlers are not human. Yeah. Yep, yep. Accurate. Can you imagine it's like so, later, like hundreds of years in the future, we actually find out they have been not human all along. It's like they're actually all aliens living on Earth, and they're all the aliens living on Earth make it into wrestling because of their inhuman pain and tolerance. It, no, and it's, it's actually it's Skynet trying to breed the like, perfect soldier. <laughs> Oh, One man. day they will perfect Kenny Omega and he will lead yes. the Skynet <laughs> army to take over the world. Yep. Shall we finally, half an hour in, start going through notes? Yeah, because well, I have less notes overall about this match because most of them are just resounding, like, rewording of Good, because we have less time than normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, first note is just, what the fuck is on Candace's head? That black and pink thing. The weird masky thing. Oh, that was a reference. Um, there is a PWG wrestler called um, Super Dragon who used to wear a match like that. And he was famous in the indies because he didn't really do hardcore matching stuff, but he just wrestled a really brutal-looking style. You know, the sort of New Japan-like brutal-looking style. Yeah. Um, and he was a massive, like, heel. Like, if anyone ever said out to him from the crowd, he'd proper, like, get in their face, like, pushing his head against theirs and stuff. Like, you know, you know, he just had an aura of being, like, this fucking scary-ass dude who would kill you. Um, mm-hmm. So, and that move where you're in the corner just beating someone up is called, like, a violence party, and it was, like, one of his big moves. So it was, like, a reference to him, like, she put on his mask and did his move. Because he was a PWG mainstay before he became, like, injured and had to retire. And he retired, like, a bit before this match happened, I think. So it was just a reference to, you know, a crowd favourite there. Basically. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. 
Alright. Uh, I enjoyed so much seeing the, the fringe back on the Young Bucks costume. Because my favorite thing they wore during all the Omega Okada. So we watched, they had those, like, psychedelic colored, like, fringe pants. And I was like, alright, so clearly fringe is, like, their thing. I can dig it. Uh, it's a bold style choice. And I thought they definitely looked much cooler than... Candace's costume didn't look too bad, but on Joey, it just looked like he was wearing, like, some pull-ups or a okay, tidy whitey so, so or, like, a Joey rainbow Ryan. diaper. Because it was, like, a diaper white, like, diaper with, like, a rainbow streak up the back. Like, a so pink Joey and blue Ryan's and, like, stuff. whole gimmick, which is, this is part of the reason why them being the cutest tag team in the world is hilarious, is that his whole gimmick is that he is a sleazeball. You know, He's, he has, like, the hairy chest... He has the, like, 70s <laughs> porn moustache. You know, he wrestles in just trunks. And, like, most of his matches, when he comes to the ring, he, like, when he gets to the ring, he'll pull a lollipop out of his trunks and start sucking the lollipop. Oh and then, gosh. like, give it to an audience member. He is just a total sort of sleazeball. That's his whole gimmick. And that's why it's so hilarious that they're the world's cutest tag team, because he's a sleazeball. <laughs> Yep. Um, also, I, I, this was, I just realized, wow, I'm still not awake yet. I can tell I haven't caffeinated. I meant, as a Candace is pulling moves like, and I meant Black Widow, like from Avengers, because of course, or more accurately, Black Widow, clearly they took some of her comp inspiration for her combat from like things like wrestling or sports, because a lot of things with the like leap up and the legs around the neck and like pulling them down to the ground and stuff. But instead of Black Widow, the first time I wrote Widowmaker from Overwatch. And then I reread it and I was like, that's not right. And then I changed it just now to Black Widow. But oh man. I, I liked I liked that strategy. Cause also it's like these are like larger guys than Candace going for some of the more brute force moves are yeah, not gonna I mean, be her thing. So I'll go for the more acrobatic like moves about getting them into that, positions that, that are that, compromising. In, in traditional wrestling that was always like the sort of way you did it is that like, when Rey Mysterio became a huge, you know, world-renowned star and stuff, it was wrestling matches against bigger opponents. And the way he always wrestled them was that he can't beat them on strength. They're fucking huge. Mm-hmm. So he'd out, like, speed them. He'd outmaneuver them. You know, he'd do all this, like, flippy shit that they couldn't do because they're massive. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so good of Candice to, like adopt that being a women a woman wrestling against men you know adopt that same style of yeah she can't like you know sort of outstrength them so instead she does like a bunch of you know like flippy shit she you know fucking outmaneuvers them it's that same logic you know of like if you can't match your opponent for strength you just outmaneuver them instead yeah but every time she did something like that i was excited I was like, Can we yes. take a second to appreciate how fucking good Candice actually is? Yeah. She's so good. Like, the fucking where she dives to the outside of the ring and then turns it into a DDT. Like, yeah. what? What? Also thoroughly enjoyed... I was like, wait, where the heck are the Young Bucks taking them? Are they trying to leave the building? The bit where they were fighting, like, out of the ring? For, not just out of, like, in the edges of the ring. Like, they just, like, 
full on walked into the crowd and the commentators like what's happening and, and then, then you, you hear he was and then they go the to the commentators hashtag bullet club as well yeah and then they go to the commentators and i love the guy he's like such a fanboy he's trying to be like hi 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 and get them to like acknowledge him and he's like they aren't even looking at me and he has like he just says it so dejectedly and under his breath and he's like they're, they're not even looking dude to like the other and then they leave and i was like oh it made me laugh but i was also woman, like can we get back the woman, to the ring please the woman yells what are you guys doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Because obviously one of the problems with going into the crowd is that the crowd there can see what's going on, but the crowd stuck at the other side of the ring has no idea. Have no fucking idea what's going on. Yep. Of course. And they're just like, oh, Which no like, I've been to wrestling events live where people have wrestled like outside of the ring and I fucking hated it. I had no idea what was happening for that entire part of the match. It was yep. so bad. It's not yep. a viewer friendly. Also, again, like other than the commentators, bit to chuckle. Not a fan of when they spend a long time outside the ring in the audience. Again, I just get concerned happened. for the audience. Another bit that happened around there is one of the commentators jinxed the other commentator, and the other oh, commentator yeah. actually stopped talking. Yeah, it was so funny. And one of the commentators goes, oh, I've just realised my other commentator can't talk until I jinx him. We abide by the rules of the jinx here in BWG. <laughs> fucking so dumb. Yep. I didn't even notice that the first time. That's pretty funny. That's um, the sort of stuff I love about, like, PWG is how, like, not serious it is. Because yeah. it's such a stark contrast between... The wrestling that's going on in the ring, which is, like, some of the most insane fucking wrestling in the world, and then everything else that's going on that's totally fucking stupid. And I love it. It's such a beautiful contrast. It's, like, so serious and not serious at the same time. Yeah. I I clearly think I like the more serious style, because it just... The... Like, I enjoyed some of the more comedic moments, but then it's, like, when some of the crazier and more, like, aggressive or, like, violent or, like, stuff's happening and people are, like, chill about it and laughing about it, I didn't like, but... Yeah, that's, like, my, like my brother, when I first ever... I, I He's become a PWG fan, but when I first showed him PWG, he didn't like it. And the reason was because, because it's a bit silly. And I had to explain to him, he's like, You'll you'll come to enjoy PWG when you realise that wrestling isn't a sport. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you realise yeah. that wrestling is a pantomime. Yeah. You'll come to love PWG. You know what I mean? As soon as you can get your head around that, as soon as you stop trying to think of wrestling as a sport, that's well, when then PWG don't call it sports <laughs> entertainment. Then that's when PWG shines because, like, what PWG do is they take Everything about wrestling, the soap opera-ness of it, the actual, like, athleticism and strength and stuff like that, the commentary, the crowd, like, you know, participation, um, the, like, silly parts of wrestling. They take all of it and turn it up to 11. So they have the best wrestling in the world, the best wrestlers in the world, some of the best commentators in the world, but then they also have the most so proper bullshit in the world and they have the most silly shit in the world. You know what I mean? Like, they take every part of wrestling and turn it up to 11. So if you still view wrestling through a lens of, like, 
oh, it's meant to be a soap opera, you'll hate how, like, insane their wrestling is and how little they focus on storylines. Mm-hmm. But if you view wrestling as a sport, you'll hate how, like, silly they can be. You know what I mean? So, but if you, like, embrace what wrestling is, versus this fake, silly pantomime that's just pretending to be a sport, PWG is the best. <laughs> eh, I still feel like it's, it's when they find the balance of, like, pantomime, story, drama, soap opera, whatever you want to call it, and sport, is seems to be the wrestling I like best. Yeah, I think if you are going to like any PWG match, ever, it will be when we get to their tag team match. Because the tag team match I'm going to show you is not hardcore, which is a big win for you, is, has no silliness in it at all, it's just a straight up wrestling match but done in the pwg hyper athletic style so i think if there's any chance of you liking a pwg match it'll be that one well we will have to test that theory at some point i also know this note here she took a kick um into the stomach uh like early on in the match which also looked a bit gnarly and like i grabbed my stomach a bit what was oh but then then one of them goes right in the ovaries i was like sir let me give you a quick biology lesson pulls up uh, chart yeah of female just, anatomy. just for the record <laughs> that was kevin owens and uh, a big point you need to know about his commentary is that he is a, the, like the heel commentator he's meant to be a dick like he's friends with it wasn't even that i found it dickish like i didn't i didn't think it was supposed to be like a dick or like such as it's purely just he's like like, she got kicked in the stomach, like, abs, and he's like, ovaries. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, your ovaries like, are near your hips, sir. I'm like, that's not correct. I know in correct. real life, he'll know that's the case. Okay. But it's, you know, it's like he's intentionally sounding like a fucking moron because he's right. the bad guy. You know what I mean? Well, it's still, uh, it, it made me laugh, and then I was just like, yeah, yeah. imagine someone next to him being like, um, actually, excuse me, and pulls out like... There's a, there's a great subreddit called Bad Women's Anatomy. Which is just for, like, posting, like, all these moments where people just have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, I could go off. I won't now, because derail podcasts, but so many tangents. Some of my favorite online posts of just guys being complete, completely stupid. And some women not understanding their own anatomy and just saying things that are just, like, how how can you be so wrong? But I'll tell you about them another time, because they are not the subject of this podcast. Um... I was, I was like, things you wouldn't think to hear in a wrestling match. Gummy bears are stupid and delicious. Straight up quote from one of the commentators. I still think, like, one of my favorite moments of this whole match was the crowd getting into the gummy bears and chanting, you sick fuck, when they used the gummy bears as weapons. I was like, wondering what they were chanting about, and I was like, did they just do something that's, like, really uh, aggressive? Or it's or just the crowd. But- There's one of the things about, like, because PWG's crowd is, like, a hardcore fucking wrestling crowd. Oh, yeah. They, they only sell, like, 200 tickets, and they sell out instantly. Um, So they are the most hardcore of hardcore wrestling fans. So, like, they get fully into everything. So, like, when they pulled out the gummy bears and were using them as weapons and stuff, the crowd just fucking went with it and was, like, chanting, you sick fuck to make it even funnier. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I approve of that, because I agree. Gummy bear rights are important, okay? And we need to... <laughs> Uh, and again, other things, even even before, looking at my notes now, the, the blood at the end really sent it over the edge, but other things that were pissing me off, like the 
um, I was like, oh, I wrote, okay, spitting in her face isn't necessary. And, like, that's not just because it was her, because I also wrote a note about that. Um, when, um, Kenny Omega spit in Okada's face, it really made me upset, just because it's such a, it's such a disrespectful and absolute, like, douchebag move There's an on important all thing to note, just, though. Ugh. He didn't just spit in her face. He spat, he gummy, spat bears? A gummy bear. Yep, he spat a gummy bear. <laughs> So I was just like, ugh. Important and then I went, distinction right there. Yep. And then I went, oh God, here come the chairs. Like anytime I see a chair, it's like I can just watch if there was a visual meter next to me, like a thermometer registering my enjoyment or immersion in the match. You can just watch it plummet. Fucking chairs. I don't know why. I, I really hate chairs. <laughs> it, it, it just really so fucked me up that you hate the chairs, you hate the thumbtacks, but you love the gummy bears. Yeah. Because they're harmless and they're stupid. Which, which like, what what hel- what cracks me up about that is that a lot of, like, the old wrestling heads, you know, who grew up in, like, the 70s and 80s, where it was trying to be a sport and trying to be, like, you know, legitimate, they hated the gummy bear spot like no fucking tomorrow because it's like, they're killing the business! You know, like... <laughs> They're that exposing voice, it as fake and stuff like that. Like, so they it hate thoroughly. At first, I hated them, but then, like, they grew on me. And overall, I still, like, I just, dis- again, props. And even in my actual job, because as a stage manager, if I'm an assistant stage manager backstage, my main job is to look after props. And I still hate props in a theater show because it's just so much stupid extra shit to worry about that isn't important and the story could happen without it nine the, times the reason out of ten. I love but the gummy, the gummy bears. bears one, because there was just so much other extreme and like aggressive and violent shit going on, it was nice to see like at least a small reprieve from that and something a little bit like, okay, if we're going to use props, let's make it like comedic rather than... I don't know. The thing about the gummy bears is they're fucking stupid and wrestling is fucking stupid. So it's great. <laughs> it's perfect synergy. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, so how is throwing a chair at anyone's face okay? Like, just, ugh. Maybe so bad. Because they so, legit threw it and the commentators mentioned that when they hit There's Candace a reason the they throw them like, <gasps> at their face instead of hitting them in the face. Right? So they can catch them? Uh, no, it's and then so soften the impact? It's to soften the impact. Because back in, like, like I say, the Attitude Era, people just used to do unprotected chair shots to the head all the time. And believe it or not, people got a lot of concussions. Her der der. You know, like... Shocker. Yeah. So basically, people realised unprotected chair shots to the head are fucking stupid and we should stop doing them. So instead they started throwing them, because throwing them gets the really, really nice noise... But is actually like the impact's fucking pathetic. Like it, it barely hurts. Plus, all if it. you put your hands up, yeah, you can put your like, hands you, up. You can time, soften you know? it and like catch it and still pull it towards you, so it looks like you didn't like stop the arc of the throw, but mm-hmm. it's still you you absorb it kind yeah, of. Yeah, you get a great noise and no damage, so it's best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess yeah, throwing it is better than hitting them with it, but it still looks ugh. It made me angry. It made me sad. Um, that's all what's so good about it it looks brutal but it's totally safe yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's when wrestling's good when it looks yeah. insane and it's safe Yeah, I think my favourite and this is my favourite like actual move in the match 
the part where Candace flips like all three people from the ropes backwards into the ring. Is, is it is it some sort of suplex? I don't know. So the one she was because they were like the young bucks were up on the rope and then Joey was up on the top rope because the young bucks were planning to do something to Joey and then Candace comes looks like she grabs both of them just by the crotch and then manages to pull all three of them backwards down by falling backwards into the ring and it was like it was like a Jenga tower just all the people just so um. That sort of spot in general, any variant of that spot where there's one person up on the top rope, two people on the middle ropes, one person on the bottom, any variant of that has the name Tower of Doom. That's a fitting name. I Tower like of Doom! Sounds like some out of a Marvel comic. Like, um, But Candice LeRae has her own suplex that only she does called The Ballsplex. Because she <laughs> like almost exclusively wrestles male wrestlers. Mm-hmm. She has a move where she grabs them by the balls and suplexes them. So when you said it looks like she was grabbing them by the crotch, she was. Yeah, I-, I thought she was. And I feel like if the rest of the match hadn't been, like if they hadn't done so many things that in my opinion were like heinous towards her, because I'm sure anyone listening is like, well, how come you're not giving shit to Candace for pulling? Like, that could be considered a heelish, like, dick move going for, like, genitalia when they're doing all the shit to her. But they were doing all that shit to her. And again, yeah, she got a face full of fucking thumbtacks. So she's allowed to grab them by the, like, grab their dick uh, as a dirty move. Like, and also because it was planned, I'm sure they consented. So Do you want to know a fun fact consent about was Jerry ha- Ryan and Candice LeRae that makes yes. him so funny as a tag team? Yes. Candice LeRae almost exclusively wrestles men and has a move called the Ballsplex. Jerry Ryan, I've told you his character's like a sleazebag and like yeah. and like fucking eighties porn star, right? He almost exclusively wrestles women and has a move called the Boobsplex. Oh my god! So that is why they're so like funny as a tag team because they both normally wrestle the other gender, and they both have like gender specific moves. It's so doofy. Uh, it's wrestling goofiness perfected. Yeah. Oh, I also thought, and again, I keep we keep going on about the thumbtack use against Candace. It was also pretty gnarly. I literally wrote, well, they put the thumbtacks in Joey's mouth and kicked him. I wrote, that's fucking disgusting. And that's, and first, do you know how oh. they did that safe? Uh, no, that was my question. So I'm like, they have to have. As he's pouring them, he's mostly pouring them onto the ground, right? But, you know, so they're all just going onto the ground. But Nick also gets some in his hand. And, you know, he's holding the side of Joey Ryan's face. Uh-huh. And then when the kick hits Joey Ryan, he opens his hand so the thumbtacks go flying. So it looks like they flew out of Joey Ryan's mouth. Ah. So in reality, none go in his mouth. They go on the floor. I figured Nick's there's hand. no way they could. Because while obviously, like, the kick with them to Candace's face happened... That one, because it's internal and you could swallow one. And, like, I'm sure they had to. I was like, that's faked 100% because it has yeah, to so be. so that's, that's but... how they did it. They make it look legit while being safe as fuck. Yep. And then there Young again, there was my pros. note. This is the kind of wrestling that my parents think all wrestling is, like I mentioned earlier. For fuck's sakes, now there's a shoe covered in thumbtacks. Like, obviously, they'll fake it somehow because this could be brutal in principle. It still shouldn't be allowed. And Candace is bleeding and still took a kick with the thumbtacks. People loving it. Wait, there's blood all over her face. Oh my god, they actually did it. Fuck this. I'm so bad. Like, this is me reading verbatim my notes. And then you can tell when the caps lock happened. Uh, and then even the commentator's like, it was too much. And then, yes, girl, you put the thumbtacks down his pants. He fucking did. Deserves that. 
which I realize I'm a hypocrite at Thumb that moment. But yeah, right. Which again, I'm sure she did the same thing where she because she was pouring them from so high up for dramatic, but also it means so none of them will probably land there and for precision. So it didn't actually happen. I'm sure. Because no one would consent to that. Because God forbid your precious genitalia and ability to make children ever be fucked with. But your face, the thing people look at every day, that's fair game. I mean, you can have stuff stuck into your genitalia. Like, thumbtack size, what it calls impermanent damage. There's people who enjoy it. It's gonna it. fucking hurt <laughs> like there's, there's people who get pleasure out of doing that. Yeah. Crazy people. And then my notes, I said, I'm happy she won after all that, but this match was still bullshit. Oh my god, the winner is lying there with a face covered in blood, and the commentator says he'll go check on the young bucks. That made like me I mad said, too. I was like, what? That's yeah, I was point. like, really? Really? The what? Though That's who you feel like needs to be looked after right now? That's who needs a check-in? Oh, it made me mad. Yeah, like so I say, though, like, that's not, like, them, you know, been dicks to the woman, though. That is, like, he is a heel and he's best mates with the young bucks. But then why didn't the other commentator, who's not the heel, say anything about checking up on Candice or, like, the physical shit she'd gone through? If it's not a misogynist thing. I'm pretty sure when she took, like, the bump on the outside and everything, he was like, someone needs to check on her and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure he did say that. Yeah, but, like, I love how good an image it is, though, of her holding the title with her hand raised with like face loving blood like it's such but, a fucking uh, cool again, i don't image. think that's a good yeah. image like for for a video game maybe where we know it's not a real human it's pixels on a screen for a human i don't it just really distresses me that seeing someone with a face full of blood in any context you're, the immediate reaction isn't concern fear distress and like no it's like that's so epic like because that, just, that's where we're going to be different. I know it's safe. It's not safe when it clearly wasn't when face full. Like, it's not a small cut. Face full of blood. Candice suffered no injuries from this match. She had no long-term Yeah, but that injuries. could be luck. She was wrestling the next week. Yeah, but, like, one, if anything went wrong, if he happened to, like, his knee buckled and he tripped a little bit before the kick and then got a bit closer and deeper into her face. Like, there's so many well, ways it well, could yeah, have but gone like, wrong. That's, that's wrestling and uh, no, anything can go wrong in wrestling. Like, there was a guy last year uh, who got a broken neck wrestling. Did he the die? Spot, this, uh, no, but he hasn't wrestled for a whole year and might never return to wrestling. He wants to because he's a madman and he's a wrestler. Because he's crazy, yeah. Yeah, but uh, doctors say he shouldn't ever wrestle again. Fair. Um, And the spot that that happened on was a German suplex. Which happens in like every fucking, almost every match has a fucking German suplex in. Like well, yeah, but but because they happen all the time, they're so standard, like, they have a name, they are part of, like, the wrestling vernacular, if you will, they are still rehearsed a lot more, and much more, like, there's much more known about them, and it's much easier to make it as safe as you can. That is obviously not a common occurrence, and obviously they did some rehearsal, because no one, no wrestling match is entirely improvised, but it's not the same way as wrestlers who spend decades and years and months learning moves because they are repeat occurrence. Yeah, but at the same time, like, what's the sort of worst that could have... Because, like, thumbtacks can't really do much damage. Like, even if they go all the way in, 
Well, they do if they are like, going in as an individual, like they they enter and leave the same point in your body, if they're a piercing wound, absolutely. They are small. They are not long. But that, like, he, he didn't do, a, like, a jab kick where he stood there with leg raised and then did, like, a what and, like, kicked out and then came back. It's going to rake across her face. And that is where you can draw damage because then you can leave a much wider cut if you hit somewhere. Again, like, you hit an eye. If you go across the lip. If you're anywhere else in the body, you could still rake with know, a thumbtack feel- and then hit, like... If you, if you fall into the like the hole of if something went wrong this could have been dangerous that applies to so much of wrestling that I don't think that's like fair logic because even the safest wrestling moves can go fucking horrendously wrong you know if they're done like Undertaker's done a tombstone pile driver every single match of his entire career Stone Cold Steve Austin got his neck broken by a tombstone pile driver like, almost all of the injuries that actually happen ever in wrestling are from just regular spots going wrong. So, like, yes, if it went wrong, it could have been dangerous, but so could basically every wrestling move if it went wrong. When Joey Ryan took the DDT onto the apron, we all know, like, the apron's, like, fucking hard part of the ring, right? Because it's where um, the edge is. Mm-hmm. So if that had gone wrong and he'd actually had his, like, head and neck slammed into the apron, he's not walking again. You know what I mean? But it's done as safe as can be. So I just feel like thinking what if it had gone wrong is sort of a bit dangerous route to go down with wrestling. That's not because... the only reason. I think it's it already did. By an act of it happening and that much blood, it's gone wrong and it's not okay. Uh, also for the image it presents. And again, we're just this where... And it's fine because, again, people... I think one of the big biggest problems in society in general today is people are so afraid to disagree and forget that disagreeing is allowed and differing opinions are allowed as long as your opinion isn't being like encroaching on someone else's life so like i just think we're not going to agree on this and that's fine yeah but that's not the only reason why i have issue with it and again like i said why the other things in wrestling yes everything technically could go wrong but they're much more commonplace and they are literally have decades of history and safety practice and knowledge behind them compared to yeah, it's like like, like i say that. there are whole promotions where death matches are their thing they every match is a death match and i don't what's that mean that. obviously they don't kill people because legality but like uh, what does death take, match mean in they wrestling? take suplexes onto cinder blocks legitimate cinder blocks basically they they're break, just more they break violent. legitimate light tubes over each okay. other they sh- smash each other through legitimate panes of glass. They okay. use legitimate barbed wire. I've seen Ooh, people use a ow, weed whacker as a weapon ow, in one of them. No. They are fucking stupid. Yet there's a market of people who wrestle those and enjoy wrestling them. And a market of people who enjoy watching them. I could not watch I that don't, at all. I, don't I turn get it off. It. Like... I don't get it at all. But there's a market for it, you know what I mean? Like, like I think I, 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 we, what we disagree on is I, I agree with you that this should never ever be the norm. You know what I mean? This shouldn't be sort of encouraged. You know what I mean? Like this shouldn't be made a regular thing. Where we disagree really is that I think it's fine. It's fine limited use. Rare, whereas yeah, I'm like, it should never case. happen because. Yeah. I- <laughs> but I, I even I agree that it should never it should never if it's gonna happen, 
it should mean so like you should feel like you know uh, 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 you know what i mean like yeah. if you ever get to the point where like oh look he's hitting with a chair again then we've gone down a dark hole that wrestling should never go down again because it's been there before <laughs> it's been yeah. there before and it was not good people got very very injured long term you know what i mean yeah it's not a good hole to go down but when used sparingly it can actually you know be a useful tool to add to like a storyline yeah for sure and like that's fair i'm not uh as someone who knows more more about wrestling like i'm not judging you or anything for having that opinion i'm just never gonna share that opinion at least not for a very long time <laughs> yeah and i mean like that's the thing different you know people have different opinions is like i love pwg you know like i think it's like say if you once you embrace what wrestling is i think it's fucking peak wrestling because it's silly and has amazing wrestling it's like the best of both worlds but i know a lot of other wrestling fans who do still sort of like to treat wrestling as mostly a sport who just can't get into mm-hmm. rest, uh, pwg because you know it's and do i think they're wrong no they just enjoy a different aspect of wrestling to me you mm-hmm. know what i mean like that doesn't make them wrong we just have different tastes and yeah, that is exactly. totally fine <laughs> exactly in fact, it probably makes her a much more interesting podcast than us sitting here just being like, wasn't that awesome? Yeah, that was awesome. And us just like... Yeah. Having the same opinions. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all my notes. <laughs> uh, my other notes are, one is that the match started fucking instantly. It yeah! Did, like, it announced I was, what I was the like, match I, was and then was like, boom, we're underway. Holy shit. I, I literally was like, oh shit, all right, we're right in this. <laughs> like, I was waiting for some sort of lead in. I got spoiled by New Japan with those sick intro videos and things. Also, so I was normally, like, okay. Normally what PWG is, is they don't show the wrestlers ring entrances but they do the you know like they show the two people side by side with what the match is and the music playing and uh all the music is done by a band called barbarian overlords they're fucking great go check them out um and then they go to like the two wrestlers in the ring with the announcer announcing who they are and then the match begins that's what normally happens so there is normally a bit of a you know entrance and downtime sort of thing but nope not here here <laughs> it's just fucking straight into it um yeah which is like a shock uh another note is that um the young bucks kept doing the suck it gesture you know where they do the, like, oh, both yeah, hands yeah, to yeah. their crotch and suck it yeah which basically the young bucks early in their career were like have you ever heard of d generation x yeah, because I watched the Wrestling Hall of Fame thing with James, and they had their, oh, yeah, their yeah. speech. Well, basically, Young Bucks early in their career were basically just massive D-Generation X rip-offs. <laughs> uh, and they stole a lot of their things from D-Generation X. Like, suck it. They just totally stole that from D-Generation X and just made it their own. Um, I've got a note on hashtag Bullet Club, because hashtag Bullet Club on the jacket is the Bullet best Club. thing ever. Um... And now I've got a, note, a bunch of notes about moves that happened. Like, Candice's dive in Hurricane Rana is fucking insane. And mm-hmm. one of the things is, and this is the great thing about it, is, like I said, it's Candice using the fact that she is a light woman wrestling a strong man to her advantage 
because she's tried to do that move in matches against other women and they struggle to like hold her up properly for it. You know what I mean? Because obviously while she's doing the like dive onto them and spinning around them, they have to support her. Because if you try to do it realistic, like in real life, you just keep falling, right? Because the wrestling's fake. So basically, like one of the reasons her wrestling men work so well is that they actually are strong enough to like hold her up for that move while she does it. So it's 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 so clever because it's her using that dynamic to invent cool moves and perform them. You know what I mean? Oh, I've been muted. Lol. I was yeah. I was agreeing with you throughout most. Yeah, it's, it's super <laughs> it's super like clever like you you know using that dynamic to add to the moves and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah oh this sure. guy is way stronger than me and can actually support me like catch me in the air after a dive okay then let's turn it into a move you know <laughs> and also there was another move that nick jackson does which he does often but it fucking blows my mind every time we're like springboarded into the ring from the outside then immediately like just jumped through the ropes and moonsaulted out the ring mm-hmm. like, holy shit how fucking flippy are you dude <laughs> like the flippiest of flips and yeah we've sort of gone over all my notes i've gotten a lot of notes on just lines of commentary because there was some fucking hilarious yeah. lines of commentary like looks like the young books will retain because candace is dead and joey is about to be i've yeah. just realized my other commentator can't talk until i jinx him we abide by the rules of the jinx here in pwg that, i can't believe i t- was so oblivious <laughs> to that happening it's so good they killed her she's dead we have a dead woman in the ring so good uh and yeah that's that's basically all my notes like we've gone over most of mine while going through yours um any closing thoughts um uh, i'm surprised you had me watch this match considering you were dead right at how i was gonna feel about it and well, I know how much you like PWG and just to hear me like hate on it. Well, so the much. reason I felt I had to show you this match is that one it's men wrestling women, which doesn't happen often anywhere in wrestling. And secondly, it's a woman taking brutal as fuck hardcore spots, which often has the effect of highlighting people who say they want equality but don't actually right yes that's because true. a lot of people will see those spots and be like how could they do that to a woman and it's like hang on a minute so you're you're four men wrestling women but think that a woman shouldn't do spots like this yeah i call like bullshit. i <laughs> my, all my things like i didn't have any issue with the stuff that was done to because her it was because she was a woman just like i thought it was just brutal in general like i i would have been like i said i will admit i would have been slightly less disturbed but still pretty upset like the thumbtack thing would have enraged me if it was joey if it was the young bucks like getting hit and not her it was just extra visceral because it yeah. was a woman. like i said this this match is a great way of exposing that sort of like say like fake equality you know what i mean like where they're like oh yeah i support equality in wrestling i think men should wrestle women but then they see this match and are like, oh, how could yeah. they do that to a woman? Mur, mur, mur. And it's like, fuck off, you want equality. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. right off. Because the thing is, the thing about wrestling 
is it's fake. Men and women don't compete in real sports because for obvious reasons, because yeah. of biology and genetics, right? Yeah. Wrestling's fake. Biology and genetics play no part in it whatsoever, so there is no reason why we can't have men and women exactly. wrestle. The only reason that it doesn't happen in like WWE is because their sponsors told them not to do it anymore because it apparently encourages domestic violence. But as we've all like as we've discussed already, fictional things do not actually encourage violence. <laughs> it's it's nonsense. It doesn't happen. And if it does, it's on such a small scale that those people would have probably been domestically violent anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're going to be domestically violent after watching a wrestling match, you're probably going to beat your wife anyway. Like, the wrestling match didn't yep. cause it. You know what I mean? You just used that as a justification for doing it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, But, like, WWE sponsors stop them doing it. And that's basically the only reason they don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, like, there's no actual, like, physical reason why we can't have men wrestling women. And this match sort of, like, shows that. Candice LeRae didn't look like a weak woman getting beaten up here. She took the most brutal spot in the fucking match. And she, like, gave as good as she got. You know what I mean? She did the Tower of Doom spot. She fucking threw Matt Jackson onto the thumbtacks, which got the win. She did all the dives to the outside, doing Hurricane Ranas and shit. Yep. She was awesome. Yeah. Um, One thing we have to address um, is there's a new promotion that started up called All Elite Wrestling. Right? Mm -hmm. You probably heard. Yeah. And it started by Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And it is set to be the biggest competition WWE have had in a long, long time. I'm excited. They are going to be on TNT, which is a huge national network in America, mm-hmm. which is owned by fucking Time Warner. Oh, right? shit. Yeah. Who are covering all of their production costs and oh, paying damn. them for like advertising. Like, up to, it's like a million a year or something. So they're getting paid a lot of money, having all their production costs covered, and they're going to be doing a weekly TV show on a national television network. That's exciting. All the pieces are in place. You know what I mean? Like, they are going to be the biggest competition WWE have had in a long time. Yeah. And they haven't started their weekly TV show yet. It doesn't start till October. But... The other day, they had Double or Nothing, which was their first ever event under the name All Elite Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I feel it's only right, even though they've only had one event, so there's not much like to, to choose watch from, I feel that it's only fair that we start including them in our list of promotions, because we exclude some promotions because they're just not really relevant, they're not big enough, they're not really you know relevant, or they're past their heyday, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But these guys are set to be the biggest competition WWE's had in a long time and are led by two huge names in the industry. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So I feel we should start including them. And it's a bit okay. late now to watch a men's single match because, you know, we've already done men's singles. But we'll definitely include them in the women's matches and tag team matches. Yeah, for sure. Part. Cool. Man, it's going to be so hard when we get to tag team wrestling not to just have the Young Bucks fucking everywhere. 
Because, <laughs> like, like, almost all of the best tag team matches in any promotion that's not WWE involve the Young Bucks somewhere. So it's gonna Are they be really just hard. that good? Yeah, they're just that good. And have been for, like, eight years. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really hard not to just have the Young Bucks everywhere. <laughs> like, I'll have to try to avoid just having... Okay, so this week is the Young Bucks. Next week is the Young Bucks. Next week is the Young Bucks again. And the week after is the Young Bucks. Well, that is all that. you. I am of no help in this. Uh, yeah. So we've done the first women's match, which was PWG. And I uh, this match I showed you not because I thought you'd enjoy it or because it's really representative of women's wrestling, but because it's very much, like I say, a very famous match. Yeah. And it very much pushed the boundary of women's equality in wrestling. Because, like yeah. I said, this happened in 2014. This happened, you know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, for that time, like, this was before WWE really had their, like, women's evolution and stuff like that, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it really, really pushed the boundaries of women's equality in matches by not only having a woman wrestle a man, but also by having that woman take fucking insane spots to people. It really pushed people out of their comfort zones. It really forced them to, you know, like, question whether they did actually want women doing this with men, you know. Um, so it's a very important match, a very, like, progressive match. And that's the main reason I showed you it, not actually because I thought you'd enjoy it, because... I sort of know your taste now and knew already that you weren't going <laughs> to enjoy this match. So, But next, we have to move over to the big dogs, which is WWE. Because, you know, of course we do. It's WWE. They are the biggest company in the world. We have to show them. So, I don't have a match for you. Um, I can't <laughs> pick one sort of off the top of my head. That's but fine. M- most likely it's going to involve... Becky Lynch somewhere, because she's awesome. Okay. She's been responsible for some of the best matches in WWE. Sounds good. Um, And then after that, we'll probably go to NXT. Like, the week after. Because then we can... We've gotten, like, Western... Well, not all Western, but, you know, the big Western ones out of the way. Mm -hmm. And we can move to some of the more fun women's wrestling. (laughs) Because WWE women's wrestling has has come a long long, long way from where it used to be. But Japanese women's wrestling is on another fucking level. So I can't sort of wait to show you it. So I'll show you the, like, WWE women's wrestling and then we'll move over to Japan and watch some. There is a term for Japanese women's wrestling which is called Joshi. So we'll show you some Joshi wrestling. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, putting up with us having this little hiatus we are back now um and yeah thank you everyone for listening oh i forgot what I, something i need to do uh if you want to keep up the podcast you can follow on twitter <laughs> at mam wrestling uh we have a website which is makingamark.net and you can follow laura personal on twitter at laura k483 i don't have twitter it sucks <laughs> Yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Tune in next time. Yeah, thank you and see you later.